0: This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast.
1: I had a conversation with Jacob and I was very lucky to meet him through Four four Point Collectibles and the network is what builds all this, which is the amazing part. Mm -hmm. But um, just, he introduced me to this DAO concept and I was like, wow, that is great. And my passion and love for NFTs has always been the platform it provides. We're starting to see some really cool things with artists become entrepreneurs Mm. musicians who can now take control and cut out the middleman a dow project decentralized autonomous organization where everyone could come together general population normal people who aren't financially wealthy but all have a chance to have fractional ownership in something that some amazing collaborations and founders have created like that's not normal that's never been done never had an opportunity
2: Hey guys, just before we head into the episode, if you have been enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using, whether you're using Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whatever it is that you're using, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, It really does help us out a lot. Um, It obviously means more people will be able to see uh, and trust our content. It also means that you'll get that content every week. And you know, we really do appreciate all the support, all the shares, all the likes, all the comments. All the messages that we get um it does help us and and spurs us on to keep providing more value and and deliver you know quality content to you guys so a massive thank you boys welcome to the podcast i feel like i'm sitting i feel like like you know this is a bit too much king like on 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 the chair to be honest um really excited to do this first of all just want to say thanks to you guys for the opportunity um it's not every day you get such a collective of minds together to do something um, and you know when Chris hit me up to actually do this I thought you know what an opportunity so first of all thanks to you guys for, for giving me that opportunity Thank um, you, Brian. so we might start what I want to do is I'll get everybody to introduce themselves and just kind of say a little bit about what you what you do a little bit about you know where you come from as well like from a business perspective and and a brand perspective um, and then we'll obviously jump straight in and, and, and kind of dive into you know, some of the things that you guys have done together already and and also what you're going to be doing together, which is extremely exciting. Um, but what we'll do, we'll start, we'll start from this end, Phil. All
0: right, what do you want me to
2: Yeah. So, so (laughs) just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and kind of, you you know, the the business you come from and the brand.
0: Okay. Well, I'm Phil, I'm the co-owner of Vintage Mode alongside Shandall. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm more like graphic design background. I've been doing it for maybe eight or nine years and, um, Started off working in the in the rugby league space, uh, designing for NRL teams, and eventually worked for the NRL, and then started a business with uh, with Chandler over here.
2: Yeah, amazing. I've seen the I've seen the the, the tees and and
3: all the graphics around it. Yeah. So you're doing a good job. Yes. Yeah, it's
0: very cool. It's very cool. He's a gun.
3: It's awesome. Uh, Tyson. Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Tyson Beck, and um, I'm an artist. Um, started in 2003, so it's been a real long journey, um, and. Yeah, over that time, I've kind of worked with pretty much all the biggest sports and um, sports brands and entities around the world. Um, but more recently, over the last few years, I've decided to just kind of just bet on myself and just start working directly with athletes myself. And, um, yeah, collaborating w- with them in the collectible space. And that's kind of how I've been working with, um, you know, the Our group and um, and more notably, you know, where my kind of work is being seen at the moment. I'm very excited to come back to you and and have a conversation because I
2: mean, I mean, what we're talking about, NFTs is is such a massive opportunity for artists. um, And I'd love to obviously dive into, you know, what it did for both of you guys, you know, at the start of COVID and, and, you know, what that meant for you guys on an individual level and from a business perspective, but, you know, um, you know, also the the future opportunities as well. Kenny.
4: Yeah, my name's Kenny Bromwich, Uh, I play rugby league for the Melbourne Storm. Um, I'm one part of the uh, Four Point Collectibles. Uh, so we've been doing um, um, sports cards and memorabilia and that's been um, it's been pretty cool. Been doing that with Sandor and a few of the other boys. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I was a part of um, Dead Diamond Society and um, that's gone really good for us too. And I'm just really enjoying my time in this space and I'm really learning a lot. I think that's the thing, you know, that I notice about the space more than, you
2: know, more than anything else is just how it brings people together and the collaboration. And it's almost, it, it's it's, it's such an interesting thing because, you know, sometimes in business, it can be the opposite. It can be c- competition, yeah. you know, screwing each other over, not doing the right thing by, you know, by people. Um, but I feel like, especially in the blockchain space, it's the complete opposite. Everybody wants to work together and it's purely about the experience and the product and what what can we actually do from an impact perspective, you know, for the people, not only just for each other, you know, like you guys have obviously built relationships and and done a lot together, but also what you're doing for people and the community that you build. Um, So yeah, we're going to get into that stuff, but I I think that's just a a really cool point. Chris.
5: I'm Chris Tamplin. I'm the co-founder and uh, co-owner of The Our Group. Uh, Best way to explain The Our Group, uh, creating unforgettable um, experiences, uh, money can't buy experiences and bringing raw talent, uh, to a- Australians, bringing a, um, a message.
2: Amazing. Doing some amazing things. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's seeing some, some really cool stuff coming up. The Shaq tour. That's, you know, huge, huge, massive. Another home run. Literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty
5: exciting. Kobe and Shaq, the duo, the most dominant two to play the game. Some say Jordan and Pippen. I say Kobe and Shaq. So... But let's see where
2: it goes. I do argue that. Yeah. Sandal,
1: mate. Very, very grateful to be here on this couch. It's A bit of a special moment, actually, to be connected with everyone. I'm lucky enough to have my uh, fingers in a few different pies: four point collectibles, Dead Diamond
6: Society, Vintage mode. So I'm just spreading fingers, spreading myself he's around, he's around here. Yeah, run out of fingers. <laughs> you gotta start using his toes soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm or sure or he's or used I'll start before. them before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um, no, nah, look, I'm lucky to, it, it is a creative outlet, as you said, as so, so is the NFT space. So my journey with Vintage Mode, with Phil, such an awesome opportunity, a young designer, mixed with some passion that I had, and then four point collectibles was some athletes being a former NRL player some athletes that were also interested in business and combining passion and so that was cool and then meeting the likes of Frenchy and Jacob just building a network and that's what this is that's what mm. today will showcase what a network with creative minds people that are passionate people that w- are driven what that can create so mm. yeah as I said grateful to be here it's um I'm looking forward to the chat
6: huge Jacob yeah I'm similar with Shandor. I've got a few things going on all in the technology space so I've been starting businesses since I was 14 but I've got a few that i'm running at the moment um one's a outsourcing development company in ho chi minh so we supply developers to to businesses in australia and i started an e-commerce agency where we work with some pretty big brands like industry clothing nike australian open like we do their shopify sites and digital marketing and stuff and then last year just got really passionate about nfts and um, my co-founder jules messaged me i was actually coming out of surgery um i was getting like. I had some breathing issues. So it wasn't me. So I've oh, got you. a fix. No, i got a fix, i got a fix. He was pointing the finger too. Yeah, yeah. no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was getting surgery and I woke up and I had a message from him and it was like, yo, have you seen NBA Top Shot? They're doing these like NFTs for the NBA, it's, it's sick. Do you reckon it would work for Australian sporting codes? And I was like, bruh, I just woke up, but get that ABN, man, get that ABN. And like from there, we, we haven't stopped. It's been like nonstop, like, Meetings, RFPs, building stuff, building out a team, and we were lucky to do Dead Diamond Society, you know, with these guys, and that's been a huge. it has so been a game changer. Man. I think not just for for our businesses, but that project is cutting edge. Mm. Like DAO with worry. social club. There's been DAOs, there's been social clubs with NFTs. Combining those two, I think it's it's pretty <laughs> awesome that we pulled that off, and I think it's yeah. going to really go places. Yeah, I think it just talks to the fact that it's. I mean
2: where I think where you guys you know did really well was the fact that you executed yeah. right and and I think you know when you when you're talking about nFTs especially in the space right now, it is just an absolute jungle out there you know it is ridiculous, but I think you know what I always come back to is who are the founders you know when you like when you invest in a company you know like you know some type of stock, the first thing that you ask is who are the founders you know like I can trust Elon Musk mm. you know to actually execute and get it done um but you know, somebody new who's coming in who, you know, hasn't executed in a company before, you just don't know. So I think, you know, like that's what you guys did really well. And and I guess it's a testament to your ability to actually get the things you, you know, you promised done uh, as well. All right. So I want to dive into the creative side um, to start us off and and actually hear a little bit about, you know, the both of you guys and some of the projects, you know, Phil, you you talked about yourself working with NRL teams and, and Tyson, you've, you know, uh, done some, some crazy work overseas and, and worked with a, you know, a lot of athletes and, and, and so on yourself and created some, um, you know, some amazing projects as well. I'd love to hear how you guys got into you know, what you're doing and, and what it was like for you, you know, maybe three, four, you know, or the early days um, of being artists and, and in the creative space. Do you want to start, yeah, Phil? Because yeah. then I can talk about the
3: early, early days. Okay. You're a young one. Yeah. Well, mate, when you started, <laughs> I was in kindergarten. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> oh, where do I start? Okay, well, I've always been a creative person, like creative kid. Um, I didn't know that I could make money off what I was doing. So I was originally going to go into business or do something like that. I wasn't really that passionate about. Um, so in school, you know, I started my uh, Instagram account, Phantom Creative. Follow it. Um, LAUGHTER and in year, year 10 and 11, I was doing some, like, just NRL edits and, like, teaching myself Photoshop, and I didn't really... I was just doing it for the fun of it. And um, after year 12, I got a few, like, paid paid gigs. Like, people wanted to use my stuff. And then I went into a, into a TAFE course and did that for two years. And um, an opportunity came up to intern at the West Tigers to mm-hmm. be their, like, intern designer. And I jumped at that opportunity, and it was, like, a good opportunity to... Combine my passion and love for footy and and design. So I was doing that. Um, I always thought that I'd fall into an agency, which is funny. This is a good moment for me to have him here because he was actually the one that planted the seed to go out and do things that you know seemed impossible. Love that. So I um I saw I was actually saw a, like a graphic he posted of his logo, and all like the brands he worked with underneath it. He you had your Nike, Lakers, NBA. And I was like, fire out! Like, mate, I could do this, you know. Mm. So he he planted the seed for me, and um, I set the goal of working for the NRL one day, and and just having like all different different clients and different um, brands that I attach myself to. Mm. Um, so yeah, not long after that, I achieved the goal of. Well, before that, I was working for a company called ISC and designing um, jerseys for the NRL teams. Yeah. So that was very different, like to to what we do now, like designing clothes. That was my first introduction into sort of fashion and and the clothing side of things. Um, But then I got the opportunity to work at the NRL and COVID was a a weird time for me and it was a lot of growth. And at the end of 2020, I built up a sort of a list that, that he had. So I sort of came full circle with that.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, thank you nice
3: yeah that's cool to know that i didn't know that um (laughs) yeah for me i previously mentioned i started in 2003 so that was kind of like before social media and everything honestly how i first started was um we all kind of like logged into our school computers and you could set your wallpaper on your computer i wanted to find a cool lakers wallpaper being a lakers fan there was like nothing online besides like a logo and i was like man i'll just make one myself (laughs) sort of thing so i play around in photoshop and um and then i joined forums there was like basketball forums where like people would ask, Can I have a Denver Nuggets wallpaper kind of Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, whatever. I just made wallpapers for fun. I was like a kid, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: what that's what I was doing too. Yeah. Isn't it crazy where that's everything starts?
3: starts. Crazy. Before social and everything and it was funny it was I like, there was I still remember in high school it was like year twelve, we had, like, had a I was doing art or design and we had this project and it was um it was um uh, just a free-for-all project. So I was like, I'm just gonna make wallpapers. This is what I like doing. <laughs> and um, and people, people would always make fun of me because they're like, oh, you never get paid making wallpapers. And it's like, man, <laughs> wallpapers are blank canvas. It's like anything. It's literally just a blank canvas. But I would have my username on these forums. My like, I guess like, you know, everyone had like rapper names and then artist names or whatever. So like, my artist designer name was Kobe underscore Bryant underscore is underscore Duh underscore best. <laughs> so that's what people would refer me. Not the to. duh. Yeah, 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 yeah The <laughs> duh. And then I changed it to K B I D B later. So that's and then um there was like this girl in my year twelve class or whatever like snitched on me. Um, she was like, "We'll try to snitch on me saying, oh, I was stealing these wallpapers online. Like <laughs> it has like Kobe Bryant is the best. Like, and I was like, that's me. Like, and I could, the teacher didn't believe me. Oh, why do I search like Tim Duncan wallpaper? And it's the first thing that comes up. And I was like, yeah, because that's that's what I'm doing. Like I'm doing stuff that no one else is doing at the moment. Mm. Um, and uh, so from that day, I put Tyson Beck on all my stuff because I was like, I don't want this to happen again. And I think that's one of the best things that happened because ever no. since then, it was like, my name was on anything, so it would just get circulated and circulated and circulated. And then when social media came, everything everyone just came running to me because I ended up making a group called Posterizers. And this was like early social media days, where like your bleach report, ESPN. I don't know if you remember. Like back then, there what year we no th- talking? 2009, Oof. I think. 2009 or 2008, 2009. I was for 15. Yeah. And um, so we were posting like, so we would make like a wallpaper or a gra- so it could be resized to a graphic on social. And it would have like, you know, it would just be like a cool Derek Rose wallpaper, uh, graphic. And we would sit there and wait till we had a huge game, like a 40 point, 50 point game. And it would be like, cool, like, you know, him running with balls or whatever. As soon as he'd done it, bang, would go online with it. And we would have some sick visual thing and then like ESPN would just tweet out like literally like a word, like Microsoft Word template pretty much of like <laughs> Derek Rose 50 points. It was like, we've got kids around the world, like that f- team that I built doing this and then we've got professional media companies doing absolute garbage. So then basically it ended up like Bleacher Report pretty much came in and poached the whole team I created. But no that's, that's what I wanted. And for me, that's like always the thing was like being ahead of everyone else. And I feel like as individuals, we can do stuff better than like, you know, these big media companies as long as you're the first to it. So sure. that's kind of how it started. And then like at that time, everyone just kind of wanted to work with me, um, pretty much all like the big brands like NBA, MLB, and I felt like all the big sporting leagues and then you Nike, added ass Under Armour, all that. But then what happened was, you um, know, I was doing that for like 10 years, like literally just working every single day for these um you know, global companies in the sporting space. And I thought, that's my dream. But really, when I looked at it, it was like, this is my dream. This is like, I look at it as like an NBA M- plan. i just checked off, okay, scoring title, MVP, mm. you know, championship. And every client I was working with, that's, I was checking off a box. But what does it actually mean to me? There's no meaning. It's like, cool. Oh, you work with the NBA. Yeah, that's it. End of discussion. Like, there's no meaning to it further than that. So then when COVID hit, all my work kind of stopped. I was like, I'm just going to go out and bet on myself and start doing stuff myself. And instead of working with these clients that people dream about working with, which not to speak negatively on it, like I look back and it's like, it was good experience, but that's not what I wanted to be doing. I want to build myself up and build like work directly with athletes rather than these companies. I think I can grow so much bigger um, that way. And um, I was, remember I was speaking to Chris and there was one thing that really motivated me. I didn't tell him that, but there was like this deck that we made working with the hour group and I won't mention the athlete but working with like an app we're talking about oh you know Tyson's trading cards are doing well um we could put that in it he's um you know we make posters whatever and the person actually left me off the app the deck yeah and he was just like there's no money in what he does (laughs) and I was just like wow okay that's gonna motivate me and then anyway you know circle back you know um basically I couldn't keep anything on my site longer than a minute I was releasing products directly with athletes, doing something that no one else is doing in the world, and just just bang. It just went kind of w- went crazy, and that's a lot of people think that I got lucky and everything, but that's not luck. That's literally body two, of work. Yeah, 2003 Yo. to 2020, never selling anything myself, working with the big corporate companies, and then just going nah, I'm going for it, and just doing it myself. So, what has the
2: last 12 months meant to you then? Right. So we're talking blockchain technology comes onto the scene. And obviously for someone and, you know, Phil yourself as well, people in your space like previously, really the way for you guys to build a career was go work for big companies. Mm. So what is has what the last 12 months meant for you guys? And, and obviously the, you know, blockchain technology, you know, ravaging its way onto onto the scene.
3: Yeah, well, I guess like one of the thing we both did, you did with the NRL, I did with the NBA is just making social media graphics, things like that people see it three seconds they scroll past it that's it they never remember that graphic again mm. you know but whereas we can build a community we can actually have products we can we can actually con- like i've formed friendships with people online i've never formed friendship of posting a social media graphic for the nba like it's just not possible so there's so much bigger can come out of you're it you're
0: not speaking as yourself it's, it's like the, the NRL, the nba you're not, you're not involved at all
2: does it give you guys a new sense of self-actualization in terms of what you guys can do in having an impact in the world and and progressing your careers?
3: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's it's it's all about like the creators and the cool thing with the like the blockchain NFT space and everything. You've seen athletes come in and everyone not interested, mm. not interested. This is about creators. Like that's what, uh, dude. I've had no. I'm not even over-exaggerating. I've had over a thousand athletes want to collab and release an NFT I've done zero because I'm the bigger person than them in this space Mm. like I shouldn't be coming to them and paying them money it should be the other way around you got to come to me and pay me money to get this deal done and that's what I'm trying to explain to them like we are the creators are the bigger people in this space like people are investing into artists and creators more so than athletes in this space I think you can build together but they're more so like wanting
2: well I think it's an even playing field yeah You know, like Mm. it's, it's, it's that you now have leverage, right? Which previously you might not have had leverage, you know what I mean? And I think that is something, you know, it's just so powerful when you really think about it and, and even for you two guys. So, I mean, I'm excited to to see it all come together for you guys and and all of you together as a collective. Mm. Um, I'd love to dive into the trading cards and kind of give everyone a bit of a backstory of that and, and uh, how that come about for yourself and, and you know, Um, maybe potentially integrate it with
3: what you know the next version of that is or how that Mm. progresses into nfts yeah i mean the yeah big one is like just royalties like not just coming from a financial point of view but like i did you know i did a release with steph curry and it's like you know people used to having redemptions where they wait for months or get sticker autos and it's like i i'm only in this space because a lot of the big companies like panini and top's they don't, aren't doing things perfectly. They only can do what they can do. But there's also, they've left a window of opportunity for me. I feel like I can do a lot of things better than what they're not doing. So I can release something in the moment. The, the athlete, Steph Curry, was the biggest thing in that time, him passing the three-point record. And you look at all the big brands he's worked with around the world. The first thing that went out online was, um, from a memorabilia point of view, was, um, my trading card of him as soon as the ball went through the basket and MSG, bang, on sale, autograph. I've already got them. I got him to sign it before um, he even hit that shot. So, like, that's built on relationships. From my understanding, they don't do that with big companies. Like, so that's relationships. I'm, I'm building relationships with the athletes, trust, making something really cool and unique. The crazy thing about that is, you know, I sell them for, you know, the autographs went out for like 600 bucks they're on eBay, they're being resold at 10 grand. Now, it's Mm. great to see that, but then it's a bit of a kick in the guts. NFT space, totally different because everyone wins when that happens. I'm sitting back, you get a little bit of royalties um, and I, I would actually be pushing, motivating, like, yeah, like I'd be trying to build this up. Like everyone, like let's make some money, you know, but we're in the trading card space, the physical space, there's no kind of like, once the transaction is done that's it like there's no actual benefit to me long term if this project goes well or not so what you see is if I'm invested into an NFT project I'm invested into it to grow and build and 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 become strong because it's it actually I can um, get rewards from it um so yeah I think that's a big thing for me it's funny, we were, I was having a conversation with someone and we were kind of, we said it's sit
2: back money. You know what I mean? And I think that's the power it gives you where like you can add royalties and do these kind of things um, with blockchain. Um, and, and that's a, from an artist's perspective, mm. that's something you guys would never have even no, had any no. access or opportunity. It's like you're a music artist. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%, yeah. Yeah. 100%. The space um,
1: is created, it's like the entrepreneurial artist. Like that was never on the horizon. Do you know what I mean? Like typically what we know of artists and their creative side and what their intentions are, now for you to have a genuine business opportunity and look at the growth. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's and don't, don't, don't let him kid you. He's in, he's in his house hustling, folding their own mail, sending out these things individually. Like, yeah, that's the worst thing. It's crazy.
3: Yeah. So this is actually the other thing with the, moving from the client background to then betting on myself is that every client project I had, it had to be perfect because there's so many different creatives around there, you'd know it as well. There's so many people, they're fighting for your position, your jobs that you're doing, your tasks. So I had to do everything perfect. Now I've gone to the trading card space. I need every, I feel like every customer that buys something, that's a client to me. And I make sure everything's perfect. The cards as best as possible. Obviously I try and do my best to get that. So I actually individually look at every single card. And I know this is unseen in the trading card industry. A lot of people wouldn't know about it, but like if, There's like a 5 of 49 card, okay? I'll get that printed 10 to 15 times. I go put it out on a table. I look through and go, that's the best one. And I give that. The big companies, they just print one number once and that's what you get. So I understand why they do that. But for me, it's like, no, I'm the artist. I actually care. This is a piece of artwork. This isn't a trading card. It's basically just artwork in a mini collectible format and um that's actually the worst thing about it <laughs> and crazy uh, attention I reckon to detail least wow.
5: I reckon the detail around it is he'll pick out each card then he'll place it He'll then look at the corners, make sure it's not... He'll then place it in a case, make sure the case isn't scratched, place it in another pocket, it, and crouched. then then he'll check. He'll actually check his other trading card that he's made, an official Tyson Beck product, put it in there, and then he checks the actual black seal is perfect. The, sti- like, imagine, the stick is straight. Exactly. Imagine, <laughs> a imagine a thousand of them fucking going out per card drop and every one of them being perfect. And he doesn't trust random people or the big companies that double-check his product and what he's putting out there is perfect. And I think we spoke about it the other day, like refunds or returns. Yeah,
3: I've had, uh, well, 26,000 cards sold. I've had four returns, four complaints. And I mean, that's just unheard of. It's fucking insane. And I've I've had multi-million dollar offers for people, like bigger businesses to buy my trading card company out, mass produce it. I'm not interested. I think and that's the beauty of blockchain is it only makes
2: that kind of attention to detail more valuable because there's complete transparency Mm. you can't you can't do the dodgy and 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 again like if you're thinking about big companies compared to just you know the small guy, the artist who really cares about it. Mm. It add, it just kind of explodes the value for the person who's willing to put their name on it, who's willing to kind of go to
3: those levels to to kind of create value mm. for other people. And the the boys would know with full point. It's like, like the best thing about the digital art is that like everyone gets the same. Yeah, like, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's
1: no ding corners. No. There's no misprints. It's it's perfect. <laughs> yes, that is the appeal for Perfectly sure. Perfectly graded. 100. <laughs> percent I'm just stoked to have TB on the team. Like that level of detail and passion. Oh. You know you're onto. Well, a winner. you say it now. Uh, you <laughs> might. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it comes I, through I, in your work. Like
6: no, when you look 100%. at anything you do, I'm always like, "Whoa, damn!" Like I'm, I'm in awe of it. You know. I appreciate
3: so Good that. on you,
6: man. Oh, thank you. It's inspiring. How did you get into trading cards?
3: How did I get into trading cards? Um, man, it was like just posting on Instagram. And just got an email from Tops one day, just 2014. And they said, we like these Instagram graphics you're doing. They'd look cool on a card. And I said, yeah, I think they'd look cool on a card as well. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> smart from Tops. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, oh, well, let's just start off with like 10 cards or something. Give us a quote. Obviously, I underquoted the hell out of myself <laughs> because they came back saying, dude, just let's do a full box. And I was like, okay, we'll do a full box. So that kind of started in 2014. But like... I was kind of just doing cards as in, um, like, they were just um, my own boxes and my, um, or either just inserts in packs. I would never see the report on sales. So I, I didn't know, I didn't really see anything. I was doing NFL, MLB, um, and a bunch of other uh, soccer and stuff, leagues I don't actually support and follow. So I wasn't invested into collecting them and all that stuff and looking at them. But then in 2020, what happened was, for the first time we were selling cards individually so it's not in packs anymore Mm. and that's when I could see like what was happening and when an individual card goes out it was like 48 hours as many people could buy it as they want and you know some of them sold 5,000 10,000 20,000 of them I'm like well I should just do this myself like if they're selling that many and that's kind of when you know the our group had a relationship with Jason Tatum and this is a cool thing it was like people don't know these stories it's like Jason Tatum it's like the bubble like, he's stuck in the bubble. No one can get signed trading cards. Like, Panini can't. And, you know, there's all this, oh, no, COVID restrictions can't do this. And it was just like, dude, let's get this deal done with uh, Jason Tatum. He's stuck in the bubble in Disneyland. I got the hotel room number, sent it to him. He, he received it that day, signed it that day, shipped the cards back out to me that day, bang, all in the bubble. And it was just like, that is crazy to think that, like, these box of cards went inside the bubble, the NBA Disneyland bubble. No one could get place to sign cards apparently and some you know random people in Australia (laughs) managed to do it and that was special and um I think that was like the that day when it went up on sale I still remember was talking with Rishi um and I said oh look I want to see how much I can do before Tatum so you know get Tatum to post like 15 minutes after I uh, I go on sale and it was like Within the fifteen minutes, he you know he calls me and he's just like, dude, like, is there any point Tatum posting that? Or, like, they're all sold out besides some of the base cards. And I was like, oh what? Like, that's that's insane because I had so much going on, I wasn't really looking at the site. And, and then I was like, wow. And then by the time he posted, we were just getting flamed in the comments, going like, what the hell? Like, this stuff it doesn't even exist. Like everyone went on like as soon as he posted, but it already sold out. And I guess
5: that was like the revelation of four point as well. When that yeah. happened all at the same time in one,
3: With You guys four were in the point, bubble as
5: yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were in the bubble in gold. Yeah, Coast.
3: Four point did a re- um, release um, that had stock and, and from my knowledge, it went well as well. Yeah, and everyone yeah. just that, that, That was a beautiful time though. Like there was no sport on, like everyone just kind of, it was before like top shot and things like that. So everyone kind of just went to trading cards and it all Mm. blew up and it was perfect timing. But at the end of the day I could have stopped in 2021 when the trading card industry went down in terms of value. But I just, I doubled down. I said, no, I'm going to go after guys like Giannis and Steph Curry. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go all out. So it actually
1: worked in your favor though because I think bulk volume of cards has definitely dropped off but individual projects like mm-hmm. yours that are more custom, yep. more authentic, yeah, like and more focused on the design and mm-hmm. the creative, I think that's been a huge platform definitely. and opportunity. So it's kind of been, it's yeah. worked perfectly.
3: A hundred percent. And I think like for me, I'm just so, I'm so proud about what, what I've been able to achieve in the last two, three years. But at the same time, Anyone that supported me, I feel like I can't stop because they've supported me. Um, if no one bought the Tatum drop, I'd probably be homeless because I invested every dollar that I had <laughs> into that project. Like, that. I just took the risk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I There's just, no other was, way, right? No, yeah, like, no. So it was, it, it was beautiful to be able to do that, and now it's like, man, I just want to give back. And same thing, you know, we got—I don't know how—we're dive onto this Shaq experience, but yeah. just giving back to people. And it's like, man, now car collectors can meet Shack. Buy the shack, trading, the buy, cards are off their head, to yeah. your lips. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy a trading card, <laughs> meet Shaquille O'Neal. Like, come on, like, yeah. who else is doing that? Like, so, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, um,
2: that, that's, that, that is some impressive stories, by the way. Oh, yeah. um, the hustle. Crazy, crazy. Uh, but, uh, you know, touching on that, like, everybody here is in business. Like, if, if you're extremely passionate about something, you got to go all in. And I think that... You know, it's a testament to you going all in and and kind of, especially at the time. Um, but you know, like I think we can all attest that that's the only way to actually make something really kick off and and work for yourself. Uh, I wanna I wanna flip to to Chris. Um, I think one thing that's shone through is is especially with the future of blockchain and and collaboration and these kind of things. But I'd love to for you to touch on, I guess, a little bit about what the our group do in terms of creating experiences for people and then how that's factored into, you know, some of the stuff that you've done with Tice and and obviously everyone else here as well and um, What that means for you guys in the future as well
5: for sure so The our group put on events, um, whether it be music, uh, it might be sports talent um, It could be any caliber and we create moments um, That can't be shared anywhere else. That's the big thing for us like We've touched on Kobe in another interview. We're doing Shaq coming up. but getting some of the biggest names coming through, which we've got to line up through our utilities, through Project A24, which is exciting. Like, these aren't... <laughs> these are, I guess, money-can't-buy experiences. Some of the people that are going to be coming through Australia and other countries, uh, where they're not going to be doing any other event except part of the utility, is crazy to think that. So cool. And we're doing it with a special group. You know, we're doing it with sports moments. We're doing it with Tyson Beck, Phantom Creative, Four Point Boys, um, and the hour group driving some of the utilities is special. Like, um, I guess with a lot of the other projects, you might see a utility that might be um, potentially a club night somewhere or an exclusive merchandise item where that's not what we are. We're, we're giving a value to each and every individual that comes part of our collection and comes, comes on the journey, I guess, you know. Um, that's where we're going. That's the direction we're heading in with the project.
2: It's things you remember, right? For sure. Like, you know, there's, there's things you remember and you'll remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then there's things that will just brush by and they'll. 100%. You, won't, mm. you, know, and you, it, you won't even be able to recall them in 20 years. For
5: sure. And it's genuine value. It's value to each person. It might be from a business forum or a bucket list experience. But it's genuine, genuine value between the group from what we all bring together. To bring this project to life so pretty exciting stuff and i'll I'll let some of the boys kind of touch on like we've already done it like under promise over deliver Mm. equals dead diamond society Mm. like that project that DAO project man like i let the boys touch on it it was sick like being able to give genuine value to people um and giving back to the community and the DAO where they're going to be taking um equity in different projects coming up whether it be vintage mode whether it be project 824 which hasn't been told to the day yeah, yet so we just an announcement. <laughs> yeah that's cool you know what I mean which is cool like acquiring projects of that and doing the right the major thing for us is like I guess putting our faces behind it like we've touched on it before me and Tyson the boys and all of us like people are being hidden behind blockchains another thing is they'll put up a character of themselves and share their first name don't, we don't know who they are. Mm. We're, for the first time, we're putting our faces, our brands, and our balls on the line, and we're saying, "Hey, we're going to do the right thing by people. Come on, come on this journey with us." And I think that's the biggest thing with what we're doing on this project. You know, so um, I guess with Dead Diamond Society, it's proven concept and theory. We've we've done it, like, and we've done the right thing, and we've we've really hit some sweet spots and our targets
2: we um, ain't done either
1: exactly there's so <laughs> much even, yet to announce not even close which is crazy I, I think
2: <laughs> I, I think the thing that I noticed like we were obviously talking I think you come on the show um, and, and it was before launch it was pre-launch mm-hmm. um, maybe three weeks I think it was yep. I remember you talking to me about it and, and you know I was kind of like oh yeah cool like I'll keep an eye on it type thing because there was just so much going on in the space and then as soon as it launched and I seen it and I was like oh shit like you know this yeah. is real but the, the, the most impressive thing was not that the most impressive thing was then two weeks later or three weeks later when every single thing that you guys promised actually mm. got delivered mm. and, and quick, you know, it didn't yeah. take long and I was like, oh shit, like this is real, you know what I mean? And, and like sure. I always had faith, right? Like I was like, yeah, like this, this, could, this could be, you know, something real and, and, and pretty crazy but I think the thing was, it was like so quick, you know, it was like three weeks later or something, wasn't it? Two weeks later when yeah. you actually, you know, actually went out and, and purchased the assets. For sure. What... So what made, what are you, in, in your words, what made that so successful then? Did we'll boys touch on that? You know, I think a big part of it, and Chris touched on it, but a big part of it is
1: perception. So for me, I was pretty new to the space, to be honest, just genuinely interested. But for me, it's always been about what the platform is. So let's talk about typically the perception of an NFT, non-fungible token. What did I see? I saw picture-based, you know, images or um, graphics that were just 2xing, 5xing, 10xing in value. And I was appealed. like I'm straight away from a financial perspective. I'm like, oh, mate, I can't keep missing out on this. So of course, financially motivated, I was thinking this is a great business opportunity. I don't want to be late on the space. In some respects, yes. Now that would only mean that, yeah, you missed out on the, the OG wave of like your crypto punks and your bored apes and stuff like that. But where we sit, we're super new. I had a conversation with Jacob and I was very lucky to meet him through Four four Point Collectibles and the network is what builds all this, which is the amazing part. Mm. But um, just, he introduced me to this DAO concept and I was like, wow, that is great. And my passion and love for NFTs has always been the platform it provides. We're starting to see some really cool things with artists become entrepreneurs, Mm. musicians who can now take control and cut out the middleman. A DAO project, decentralized autonomous organization where everyone could come together general population normal people who aren't financially wealthy but all have a chance to have fractional ownership in something that some amazing collaborations and founders have created like that's not normal that's never been done never had an opportunity when you talk about like say a venture capital or a hedge fund like to to make some comparisons like those things People just don't have access to. Where are you going to get the opportunities? Where are you going to get investment advice? Where are you going to own fractional ownership in a board ape? You know what I mean? Yeah. And look what that's created. Two, three weeks in, we've made 250K Australian dollars in ApeCoin that they released. Yeah. Like crazy decisions. Crazy. But the space is what I'm i I'm obsessed with. Like the platform it provides. And for myself, you know, being in part of team sports my whole life now, I've being a part of a fitness franchise group training, which is all team. My tribe, my people, that community aspect, the chance to come together and create a genuine, like culture and club and membership, all of these boxes were ticked. So for us, it was really easy. You're just seeing the passion come through and to put your, I guess, like all of these companies had to say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we're gonna do. Everyone was super confident, but to add that layer of credibility and then deliver, like you said, it was just so special. I think we came up with something really cool. We showed that we were passionate and we were genuine and authentic and then we delivered and that's the success of the Dead Diamond Society and I feel like that's going to set up um, a really good perception for what will be an epic project in 824 sure. as well. I feel, I feel
5: like Ken kind of introduced us to that space in a sense. Yeah, I guess he was doing a short course on it um, in terms of um, education and that's going to be a big piece of what we're doing is the educational piece and I'll let Ken talk a about, bit, bit about what he's done
4: Oh yeah, so a whale. Yeah. Nah, no, I'm yeah, no yeah, whale. Yeah, yeah. He's got all the no oh. whale. He does. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. It's quiet
5: but deadly. Nah. Yeah. So I was
4: um, I was just involved in like crypto and all that sort of stuff. Probably around 2019. Oh, Early. Nah, no, nah, I wasn't going hard, but I was just mucking around in it, learning about it, and all that sort of stuff. And then, um, jumped into NFTs, and then I was like, made a few, not bad, bad choices, but. I learned a lot of things from some decisions that I made, and um, yeah, I ended up doing a few, a couple um, education courses. Done one with Zipmex, um, and I just I keep in contact with them and ask them quite a few questions, and um, yeah, that that's gone all really all really well. But I remember in um, early days, um, four point, me and Sandord kept just bouncing off each other, thinking, man, we got to get into this mm-hmm. space. Like, I'd bought a couple of at pretty average um, <laughs> NFTs at that time. <laughs> could have <laughs> bought yeah, anything. I could have bought anything the else, way, bro, and, you know? and, and they would have went mad. But I bought these um, these other little rank things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, me and Sandor kept bouncing off all these ideas off each other that we got to get into the space, yeah. what we wanted to do, um, and like there was, there was cert- a lot of things that we we really wanted, and we had a, heaps of people come to us saying, "Oh yeah, we'll um, do this project with you. This is what we're going to do," and we're just like, "Nah." Oh nah man we don't want to do that and then um, ended up speaking with Jacob and and then um, sort of told them our ideas on what we wanted to do with the project he'd come back to us um, with what he thought would be cool and then that's how um, the Dead Diamond Society was um, um, birthed Mm. and come to life and then ever since then we just kept growing kept doing more things and then um, I was just thinking as well like um, with our group I was like man they really need um, something because i I'd been to heaps of their events and I'm like bro this is crazy mm. like going to Kobe I was just like bro what what the heck like and I just got to thinking I was like how do we get like everyday people to come to these things and involved with, with these sort of people and then on the other side there you've got these two creators is that just do crazy work and I was just like man like the, 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 our group need to do something with all the all the networking and things that they have so um, come together um, NFTs are just the perfect thing for it, you get the art, you get the utility you get the ownership on blockchain like through that ownership and f- through everyone's knowledge or everyone learning like you shouldn't get scammed if you do the right thing in that space mm. Like it's, if you know what you're doing and you got the right education you shouldn't so that's where I think blockchain technology is um, pretty sound, and I think um, all these elements coming together and giving people these these opportunities, I think, is pretty crazy, and it's, um, could be, yeah, you know, be life changing. I reckon.
2: Yeah, I, I think the beautiful thing that, like, you can see just from this conversation is like equal equity, yeah. right? So like it's like and and the reality and not even just for you guys as a team but even for the community like you you mentioned it before like you know you don't get access to Mm -hmm. these kind of things like and and then and you know like the reality is is previously for equity in any type of let's say organization or business you know it's done privately um Mm -hmm. and you know not many people get access to it so from a you know an everyday person being able to kind of get into this space like yeah you, you've got to tread carefully like they, like there's no doubt about it like in, especially right now in the space Definitely. but <laughs> the, the, yeah the, it's, it's ridiculous but the, the equal equity it creates in general and the opportunity it creates for everybody you know like these two artists you know now all of a sudden that's what i was saying before like it's it's crazy how that you know before previously they go do this amazing work and and it's a, it's, it's a tiny piece of the pie, you know, but that equal equity now is like this opportunity there for everybody. Uh, and I think that's what, uh, you know, promotes the collaboration, you know, side of it.
6: It also benefits the business as well though, right? Oh, so yeah. I, could, I could go to a VC and be like, yo, do you want to invest in my company? They're going to take control. They want me yeah. to sign a shareholder agreement, like they've got the power. But if you go and said, All right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do the same deal, but I'm gonna give it to the people. Power so, to the people. Yeah, I'm gonna give the that's power to the it. people. It benefits both parties, like mm. everyone's winning and there's transparency through the blockchain. So I think that's, um, it's really exciting. I think DAOs are gonna really blow up. Yeah. Like it, I think it's gonna be the go-to. There's a wave coming for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a, a, a new power balance where it's like, we're gonna take away the power from these people that have a lot of money, mm. you know, and money is just making more money at the moment, you know, especially mm. if you think about fiat, it's just like the rich are getting richer. um, if you look at inflation it's just blowing up but nobody's getting a pay rise so it's just there's there's something broken in the system and I think um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to see how blockchain can help solve that problem the
3: interesting point about when you made um, with uh, yeah people with money people with money not all of them but a lot of them are so far away from the people Mm. and we are a part of the people People. so we know what the people want and I can't go into specifics but Um, You know, there's stuff that there's going to be in the utilities where no corporate person would ever make that decision because they just wouldn't understand it. But we know the people want it. Mm. And Chris, Chris can't mention about it now, but there will will be stuff with the utilities where, like, people are going to go crazy over it. And a corporate person would look at it and go, what? Like, why would would someone want to? meet this person like or or have the chance to take a photo of this person or have a collectible of this it's it's about the people in the project that are, we know what the people want and it's just it's just beautiful that way that like yeah the fact that we can keep the corporate um side out of it
1: and Kyle I think this is a sliding doors moment if this discussion creates anything it's like it's time to disassociate nfts with just those picture based tokens yeah. that are have no value, no credibility, um, ha- have no one at the forefront showing who they are. This is not what that is. It's time to like remove that tag. I think we're moving away from that wild, wild west NFT. The NFT space is a platform for us to create an amazing project and give opportunity. That's what this is. That's where NFTs are going to go. But yeah, I feel like Definitely a little sliding doors moment where we're going to dive into this, showcase everyone that's involved. You can see the passion. You you get an understanding for who's involved. And like, it's a genuine opportunity for everyone to have access to something amazing.
2: Yeah, I think once you move past, like once you start to realize that an NFT is simply a contract Mm. and contracts create value, it's a value exchange. It's the underlying asset that has the value. Yeah, and and now it's just a technology. You're putting things on top of it, right? You're building, whether that's art, whether that's, you know, utility, whatever it is, but... You know, the reality is it's a contract at heart. And I think that's what people need to look at it because then it opens your mind to what's actually possible where, you know, what industries does this seep its way into because of the sheer fact uh, that it's so much more efficient than anything, right? That we've ever seen, like, you know, if you think about a company, you think about a business, the business's goal is to create profit, right? And, And, okay, how do we create profit? Well, we minimise expenses and we maximise revenue. So not only from the, you know, like, and that's a company's goal, right? But if you even look at it from the point of view of, okay, well, how do we minimize um, our expenses? Well, it comes at the cost of people, Mm, right? Whereas, yeah, exactly, right? But if you, you know, the beauty of NFTs is, you know, technology can bring those, can minimize the expenses, right? Because you're not wasting anything, right? And that's the DAO, you mentioned it before, like if you think about DAOs and the, the, you know, the true utility they'll have in the future, it's the, it's a pure fact that there's not going to be any waste in any companies, right? And that means that one wages will come up as a, as a, as a byproduct of that because people have more money to spend on the employees that are creating value for their company. Um, but it also, you know, as I said, minimises waste. Jacob, Ken, why don't like let's look at without
1: going into it, but the A two four project, like. Why, how would you explain or educate? Like, what, what is it about the NFT and the utility and the value of the combination? Like what I'm sitting here going, okay, I still don't understand what NFT is like. What mm. is it? Why is it useful in this, like specifically for this project?
6: Well, I think it'd be good for Kenny to go over the roadmap, which was part of, I think on the agenda, um, but I think people, you know, there's a time where <laughs> you just say NFT and people are like, oh man, I'm gonna make some money. So they just minted it. Yeah. It's just like they mint anything. You don't right want to miss out, eh? FOMO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this oh, what I've they been get saying. you too, they get you. Oh yeah, it's all marketing, right? But this is what I've been saying to people lately. Look at the roadmap, look at the art, look at the whole project and ask yourself, do you actually want it? Is this something that if you couldn't sell it and you were stuck mm-hmm. with it, would you be happy, mm-hmm. right? If no, all right, ask yourself the next question. Is there a group of people, a demographic, an audience that would want it? Okay, maybe it's worth minting, right? But there's other things like making sure that the team of docs and, and everything else. But at, at the very basic level, we need to realize if it doesn't offer any value to me or anyone else, then it doesn't have any value and you should avoid it. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think people are starting to realize that. And I think most of us have, have minted something that we regret and it's just gone to zero. Um, but you know what? No losses, lessons. We've yeah, learned a lot through that, sure. and and we're we're so adamant that you know, we want to be the opposite. We want to over deliver. You know, I think you asked earlier why was the project successful? One, I think um, we wanted a board eight. I remember talking to Shanda. I'm like, fuck,
4: yeah. I, I want a board eight so yeah. bad.
6: You know, and, and we did know what like like what Tyson said earlier. He said you know, we knew what the people wanted because we wanted, all of us boys were on a call going, how cool would it be to have like a a bunch of money that we could invest in, in cool projects and we all co in it. Um, And also all the boys, like even the Storm boys, they were actually in and part of the community talking to the people and they invested Mm -hmm. a lot of time. And I think people could see the authenticity um, of the project and and this project's exactly the same. It's gonna be authentic and we're all gonna be fully focused on how much value we can provide, not only to, to this project, but to the Dead Diamond Society as well. we're we're absolutely focused on let's give back to the people
4: and that that's That's awesome
6: let let's let's jump into the roadmap then because i'm keen
2: to to have a little bit of a (laughs) a little bit of a listen
4: yeah so i'll I'll touch on the roadmap but after the fact that um like the our group and tyson like we really wanted to be able to share their work with people Mm. and give them the ownership of that as well through nft so that's Mm. why we went through the through the nft space so um, the roadmap is, it'll be a series of NFTs. At the end of the series, you'll have ownership in something very unique and very special that the Owl Group are creating. Um, but every single drop will have its own individual roadmap as well. So the first, um, the first drop will be Tyson's very first NFT, which is crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what um, he's going to come up with there along with um, Phil there. So that's pretty, that's really exciting. Um, and then we're going to go on to um, the utilities that you'll get from that will be, you'll get um, early access to um, some of Tyson's future drops with his cards, which you've seen um, how those go. Uh, there'll be never for sale cards that you'll also get access to. Um, the evening with Shaq, there'll be... Um, a, an allocation of people that will get access to go to that that event, um, and there's also going to be a wine and dine with, Sh- with Shaquille O'Neal as well. So that's going to mm-hmm. be pretty crazy. That's again experiences you can't um, you can't buy. That mm. you have to know people like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know I'll, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> you want you want to know Chris. That's why. And then and then with the artwork is something I'm I'm really looking forward to. And that's just um, drop one, and um, from what Chris was telling me earlier. there's going to be more stuff to come too so uh, it's very exciting
5: touching base on experiences like i'll give you an example team usa versus australia came to marvel stadium we didn't even know who was going to be on the lineup (laughs) we knew jason tatum was coming before it officially got announced the boys got to experience a dinner with jason tatum and kyle kuzma where nobody had access to players no interviews no nothing And we were able to sit them in a restaurant for a couple of hours and have a sit-down dinner with the boys and everyone got to hang out with them. So um, expect some really cool, unique utilities that money can't buy. You may not even see this person in Australia. Mm. They may come in and you may be The only way you're going to meet them or get a chance to have some sort of experience is owning Project A24. It's
4: it's crazy, bro. I was at that dinner and I actually felt like I got to know um Tatum coos ended up coming too and um he spoke about a lot of things about art fashion um business it was is it was pretty um switched on it was a really um unforgettable experience Deuces was there too eh yeah. or Deuce? and um yeah bro, it was an unreal um a, an unreal moment for me and um I priceless think, right? yeah, yeah. priceless yeah. And it's so sick. priceless that you're not even
3: meeting him as a fan it's real it's not Inter- like intimate, a f- yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. that was cool.
5: So look, look look, for the utilities and I'll give you a bit of a hint. Some of them may shadow some of Tyson's artwork, but I'm not going to say anything else. I think some of the athletes he's work with.
2: You know, so I think um, one of the things that I want you guys to like, I guess, talk about together is even from a business perspective, because I think one of the, I, I guess one of the crazy things about NFTs, which most people don't truly understand is that, what you put on the contract is immutable, but you can add continuously over time, right? So so the power, like what's the power of this over a long period of time? You know, you guys have got a great team together, uh, super dedicated individuals as a collective having a really clear vision of what you want and you're all super passionate. And that's a recipe for success over a long period of time. That's business 101. Like if you mix all those things together, you will have a successful company, but The fact that you guys don't you can't immute anything right which means you can't make mistakes right which is why you're so zoned in on this but you can add whatever you want which means that the value doesn't have to stop so what's the potential here over five to ten years for you guys and i want you guys to have a conversation about what this means for businesses around the world you know what does this actually mean from a business perspective You know, because a lot of people that will listen to this as well are business owners and they're probably thinking, oh, how the hell do I get into this? Like, it sounds great, but let's talk about it from a business perspective and what the potential is.
6: One thing I'll note is this space moves faster than anything I've ever experienced. Like, seriously, one week is like six months. So it's very hard to speculate. Not faster than Sandor. (laughs) well time yeah. <laughs> and a place well you know <laughs> <laughs> and if you look 12 months ago the space was totally different 6 months ago even a few months ago the space was totally different like we went through a phase recently where it was just, everyone was had this metaverse roadmap. it's just like Yo, buy this character and we're gonna build a metaverse and he's gonna be your character and people paying like 30, 40 grand for these guys it's like bruh, like the game's not even built and you're valuing this at 30, 40,000 right and yeah well, it's like, yeah, exactly like that. You can I'm actually stoked trade. for the
1: bubble to burst, if I'm honest, with the NFTs, because then we go away from this really poor perception of, you know, these JPEG-based tokens that everyone's just trying to make a financial gain and it's FOMO, and it's like, what's the promise? I'm going to throw a party, I'm going to I'm going to create something in the metaverse. It's like, bro, it's done, and who are you? You don't even know, like, when it goes away from that... Like the Dow's a great example. Like you said, that's a wave that's coming. Mm. And then just the opportunities, the middleman gone, the connection is what I'm big on. I've had this conversation with Chris, but it's like you talk about business and where, like, what's the attributes there? It's where we are and then the people and just connecting it and but going straight to the source. Like That's the direct connection that I love. Um, to the point where, yeah, okay, through an app, uh, a forum-based app, a chat app, but you're talking direct to people. This, even look at that at a micro scale. Let's come back. You know. It's
2: like MSN. <laughs> MSN, you know, but kind with, of is, with yeah. heaps of people around the world yeah, yeah, and yeah. everybody's got this aligned you know, um, values and, and, and kind of a vision.
1: To some people it might not mean a lot, but, you know, if you okay, you're a, let's put ourselves in the shoes. You're a Storm fan. How are you ever going to have a conversation with Ryan Pappenhausen and Kenny, Brom- Kenny Bromage? How? Like, I'm not saying, not putting them on a pedestal, you know, not to embarrass Ken, but <laughs> just like, how, how would you ever do that? How are you going to talk to Ken about crypto? Cause, but now you're a part of a club and a community where you can have a genuine open conversation about two people that are passionate, connection. Like that's what this is and giving opportunities. That's what I love, that's what I'm seeing. And that's to your point, like where businesses can take advantage.
6: And I think I will say there are some good projects that are doing stuff in the metaverse, you know, like board eight, like, you know, that is just yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, it's just a JPEG. Yeah, but we, we got airdropped $250,000 of tokens. Yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. if you right click save that, you wouldn't be getting no tokens, you know? So it's all about the value that they're providing. You know, they might use the medium of the metaverse or uh, a JPEG or whatever. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's very hard. Would you agree, Kenny, to even know where it's going to be in three months? Yeah. But I think it's more the, the transparency, the cutting out the middleman, the direct. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, if I wanted to send some money to, to you, Shandor, I'd have to go through my bank, they'd go through an API to your bank, right? And simple things I'm, I'm learning is you don't actually have full control of your money. Like I tried to get five grand out recently and they're like, no, nah, $1,000 a day. Oh I'm what no. like, bruh, what the, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. know, this is my money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I tried to, I remember, I'm not gonna say the bank, but one of the banks um, blocked my transaction to Binance to buy crypto. And then they had someone call me to tell me that this crypto is scams. I'm like, bro, I know what I'm doing. Like, can you just fucking send my money to to finance bro? Like, fucking But he he was like adamant. He's like, man, there's so many scams out there. You got to be careful, you should keep it. You shouldn't be spending money on crypto. I'm like, this is crazy. So with the power of blockchain, I can pay you direct without those institutions or APIs. And the transaction fees goes to somebody in the community that's processing, you know, using their computer to process the, the transaction like that is game changer. And it's actually, quite quite archaic like the actual technology is simpler than a lot of the databases we have today on our computers and iPhones because you know you can you can overwrite you can copy you can paste this is you know it's mutable like you said earlier it's blocks of information it's simple but it's use case is very powerful across a whole bunch of mediums yeah it's almost like you know you know nobody writes letters anymore
2: because you can send an email you know like once you see it you can't unsee it and once you understand it like i ask anyone who doesn't understand it or wants to argue about it how about you go do 20 hours of research and come back to me and almost everyone who goes and does that 20 hours worth of research comes back i got and a says, few bitcoins holy <laughs> shit! you know like yeah. the look on there we can all look back and go the look on our face when we got it was mm. like wow uh and i think you know that's you know the beauty of it is we are so early we don't even know what it's going to look like in a year. We don't know what the future of it is. And I think it, uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on is, I think it also talks to the fact that you don't need to go fast. In fact, it might actually be better to go slow and do things properly. You, you know, Sandor, you talked about it. Like, there, there will be a downturn here. And, and the, the, bu- the best time to start a business is in an economic downturn, right? Because at the same time, the successful companies will rise, you know, like if you think about the dot-com bubble, Amazon, you know, and, and, and they were sound. Yeah, their price went down with everybody else's, but they were sound and they made it through and they continued. Um, and I think, you know, that downturn will probably be what the space needs mm-hmm. for the adoption and, you know, for the... You know, not the scams, but the the companies, the the things that are built on good foundations to actually come through and and um, That's a great point. And and really kind of expand.
1: And the foundations were like, what is sport moments? Sport moments is like, what a cool concept. Like to take all moments and to you be you can own a piece of history in any sport. Like what a great concept. Tyson mentioned it like knows on the ground knows what people want that's really cool chris's whole business is built on connecting people giving people amazing moments Mm. like nfts for the artists they actually can reach everyone them to the people that connection so like if you look at it just for that and what the involvement and the passion isn't around it and now everyone coming together aligned with a project that is going to deliver experience, value, amazing art, opportunity. Like, that's what it is. That's, you know, in, in, in a nutshell, that's the foundations.
2: That's what makes it so appealing. Mm. It's, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's, yeah. And it's, uh, it's exciting more than anything. Any final words?
5: Philly cheesecake.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm good. What do you think about the blockchain, Philly?
0: Hey, well, it was all new to me. You know, I've, you know, the whole NFT experience for me came through a Dead Diamond. Yeah. Like I was l- literally learning as I went, so it was amazing. Killed it. Yeah, Oh, thank you, mate.
5: Tyson, any final words um, about this groundbreaking first ever? Yeah, go into your uh, inspiration, Tyson. Because yeah, like,
1: it. without giving it away, like, what's 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 subliminally going to inspire you to deliver what is what's it's coming? Hard, it's hard to say. Oh. Yeah, it, it is. It's a work <laughs> How
5: can you say it without <laughs> saying it? Oh. <laughs>
3: Um, no, I think. Look, for first and foremost, I wouldn't be sitting on this couch. Like, if anyone actually, a lot of my collectors know me and know my lifestyle and everything. It's very hard to get me out the house. This is a big <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> like I literally COVID Hustle like life. the COVID lifestyle. I've been living that for.
4: 10 years yeah, that's a like, fresh fade too yeah. <laughs> <coming up>. so, <laughs> so, uh, should have seen our handshake
3: yeah so the fact that I'm here like I trust everyone like yeah when I'm when, when I want to put my name and uh, my brand behind something it means that like if I'm if I'm in on it, I'm in on it. So you're going to get me, you're going to get the best of me on this. And, you know, I think we've got the right people here. If I went out and did an NFT project myself, all you get is like the artwork, really. You might get some utilities of like original pieces and, and physical stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like I could sell the physical stuff by itself. But what you're going to get here is so much more. You've got the utility. You've got um, a lot more people that are... Um, more savvy in this space than me and we're going to be able to build this stuff up together the one thing I want to touch on is that we're speaking about utility and things like that well I think a lot of people are wiser now than they were 6 to 12 months ago with NFTs um, but now like we're, we're talking about utilities on each drop but there'll be something greater mm. um, coming when we can all look as we navigate through this it's going to be some, we can't touch too much on it but there's going to be something there it's like if you collect these along the way, there's going to be something groundbreaking at some point. And look, I'm, I know we haven't touched on it, and there's a reason we haven't touched on why. But there's basically we, um, it's going to be pretty groundbreaking at the end of it. Well said.
1: Yeah. Th- the request is like, this, this journey is about building credibility and trust. Mm. Whether it's sports moments, vintage mode, four point, the hour group, Tyson, Phil. There's, a, there's some sort of connection and trust that you value what they're doing. So if you could find a way to connect the dots and get on board, it's going to be so valuable and so worth it. So don't,
5: don't miss the ride. Exactly. Or the journey. Exactly. Just, hey, have
1: some faith. Take, look at the project. Enjoy the roadmap for each individual mm-hmm. drop first and foremost. Oh, get around that. Take advantage of the value. Have some fun. Like, they're, they're, they're things not to be missed, but sitting in behind, yeah, okay, I'm going to take a gamble on these guys and hopefully this conversation has given you enough insight to be like, yeah, I believe I'm going to do it.
4: One thing I did I did forget to mention um, in the roadmap was there'll be a point in this um, after a couple of the drops where there'll be a screening preview um, that'll roll through Australia, possibly New Zealand, and there'll be... a um, each in, uh, one of your NFTs will be an admission to the screening preview of what we're actually creating. So i um, will leave that there, but that's something that's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was that's, like, yeah, I got a bit, boom. so I got a little bit nervous there for it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's you know. something that. Um, it's again that that screening is is also going to be a bit of an experience. It'll be a chance for everyone that's in our community to engage with us. Um, ask us some questions on the road and then bam, we're going to be showing, um, this, this preview of what, um, the bigger picture is, um, that we're heading towards in this journey. Yeah. Amazing.
2: I, I'm excited for you guys. I think, um, you know, I, mean, I guess from some last words for me, like I've known Chris for a while now, but like, you know, properly being, you know, pro- I would say the last, you know, four, four months, five months talking regularly and, um, I'm excited to see it all come together and, and you know, the group of guys here, you know, will execute. You know, anyone who can fucking land Kobe can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and then, you know, meeting the rest of you guys tonight as a collective, I'm excited to see it all come together as well. Um, and, you know, for, for our listeners as well, you know, uh, the reason I wanted to actually do this, you know, apart from the opportunity myself, but... I'm a big believer in the technology. I'm a big believer that it's going to impact business on a level that we have never seen in humanity ever. Um, And I wanted to give an insight into the collaboration that can happen um, and how fun that can be. But for founders out there that, you know, might not yet have looked at it, might not have, you know, dip their toe in the space but you know there are big opportunities out there um and you know you can kind of see what can happen when you get a group of you know amazing individuals putting their minds together to to create experiences and, and create value for people so i just wanted to give you guys a bit of an insight into that as well um final thank yous to you guys thanks for giving me the opportunity once again um i hope we crushed it for you um marty thanks for putting it together donnie Thanks for assisting um, and, you know, to the listeners out there as well. I really hope you guys enjoyed it um, and thanks for all your support as well. Thanks, brother. Thanks where can, actually, done. before yeah. we finish, where can everybody find you guys? Right? Like, let's plug businesses. Oh, let's get it all out there. <laughs> 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 There's a long list. There's a long this list. We'll start start we'll let's just right? do Instagrams yeah. and
0: everything. Instagram at Phantom Creative at underscore vintage mode.
4: Uh, Instagram, just at Tyson Beck uh, Four Point Collectibles and Kenny Bromwich. Awesome.
5: At the Hour uh, Group, at an evening with.
6: Where's Chris's profile? I want, I want to follow Chris. <laughs> uh, That's right. goal Come on, bro. Uh, Come on, bro. <laughs> OnlyFans? <your>
3: Remember.
1: <laughs> it's only fans, yeah. only fans. Remember, you want to know Chris, and the only way is to get yourself into the 824 program. He doesn't even have Instagram. <laughs> Uh, at sander (laughs) underscore earl um, vintage mode four point collectibles dead diamond society and um check out air locker training if you want to take your train to the next level get in seeing that i've been
5: seeing that definitely
6: at jacob.osb and then uh sport moments amazing dead diamond society all those things but pleasure chatting with all you guys yeah Yeah, it's it's a bunch of legends
1: it's gonna be fun to look back on this
6: yeah that's a wrap